Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I am your host, JB, though, J-A-Y, the other B-T-H-O. Follow your boy on Instagram. And with that being said, we are going to jump right into it. Now, I want to give you a quick side story. This is the Know Your Role Player Podcast. Now, every day I have to, that y'all talk to me, I have to tell y'all what this podcast means. Know Your Role Player. All the time we talk about superstars, LeBron James, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, but we never talk about the role players. We never talk about the people who we know that are going to really try to make a difference, all right? Now, the role players, to me, they make some of the best teams in the league. Andre Iguodala is the best role player in the league. He he won finals MVP, so role players do matter. Again, we keep talking about the superstars. Let's show the role players some love, too, and that's what this podcast is about. Now, I cannot avoid talking about superstars. I can't avoid talking about playoffs, but I promise y'all, I will always give role players some love. Now, listen, the deeper we get into the summer and the farther in the NBA season we get into, the more I'm going to talk about role players. All right, now there's a lot going on. Yesterday was the NBA Draft Lottery, one of my favorite days of the year. Um, let me give a quick shout-outs to uh, Spike Eskin and Michael Levin, the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. I went there uh, to the lottery party at Xfinity Live. Phenomenal event, man. These guys are amazing. They really inspire me. The kind of the reason I ain't going to lie to y'all, I made a podcast because I felt like when you put your personality in something and you really push for it and you do your information, I believe as long as it takes – as long as it takes. The, the right people will support you. So again, with this podcast, um, I want to really thank y'all for your listenings. Every day I'm getting one more listener, two more listeners. I'm very happy with the progress, all right? The more y'all invest in this podcast, the more people I get to listen, the more y'all get. Y'all get microphones, y'all get videos, y'all get guests. Listen, I have guests coming. I know I keep saying it. I know y'all asking about my man E. He is working, you know what I'm saying? Uh, me and his schedule is not is not the same right now, but I promise y'all, I am going to get him on the podcast, all right? I'm going to try to get him on before the end of this month. I did not forget about y'all. I know y'all keep asking about him, and I appreciate it. I'm going to tell him that, send him all the love y'all giving him. We're going to talk about the NBA draft lottery first, and then we're going to talk about the playoff second. Now, the lottery. I would like to congratulate the Phoenix Suns for never... I never knew this, y'all. The Phoenix Suns never got the number one pick. Almost every single team in the NBA has gotten number one at some time. Phoenix have never gotten a number one pick. So congratulations to the Phoenix Suns getting the number one pick. Now, Phoenix has Devin Booker, which is, you know, when we get a chance, we're going to talk about where we rank Devin Booker. To me, he is a top 20 player in the NBA. He is an all-star that can't make the all-star team because his team sucks, and that's not fair. With that being said, other than him, they have a ton of issues. They don't know who to keep, who to let go. Josh Jackson is somebody I believe in. I believe Josh Jackson has to work on a three-point shot and get stronger. Um, he did talk yesterday with Zach Lowe of ESPN.com. He said he wanted to uh, eat better uh, habits and get bigger. But I want to talk, who Who do y'all think the Phoenix Suns are draft? Now, my personal opinion, I understand DeAndre Eaton is from Arizona, but that's not who I think Phoenix should take. Phoenix should take Luka Doncic, all right? He's a point guard from the Real Madrid, uh, Slovenia. Six foot eight, two hundred and twenty-eight pounds. A world-class passer, a very good shooter, solid finisher. All right, he's a very good athlete. Okay, this guy is in the best league in the world, not named the NBA. All right, he's nineteen. So, you know, a lot of times with these overseas guys, you, you probably some people always put um, labels on them like, oh, they're soft. They can only shoot. Listen, man, them guys ain't soft, and they can't only shoot. Them guys can play, man. This guy's been playing in the pro league since he's about 15, all right? So I think he'll actually be okay. Now, to me, with Devin Booker, I think Luka Doncic would be amazing. I'm going to tell you why. You got Devin Booker running pick and rolls. Doncic can spot up in three. Okay, now you want Devin Booker coming off the dribble, off of pin downs and screens. Doncic can make the passes. Luka Doncic is a phenomenal pick and roll player, all right? 
Marquise Chris, Dragic, Benja, pick and pop. You know, they can make it work, all right? Alex Lynn, I'm not sure what they're going to do with him this summer. But I really believe if Phoenix, because Phoenix wants to play faster. They play at one of the fastest places. You get this kid, you can play as fast as you want, all right? Now, we're going to keep it going because we got a lot of talk talk about today. Number two, the Sacramento Kings got the number two pick. Listen, I'm happy for the Kings, man. Um, You know, the Sixers got this Kings pick. I the Kings been doing so many dumb things over the last couple of years, man. I, I can't overkill rooting for a team to do bad. So I am happy the Kings got the number two pick. Now, all the Kings got to do is take whoever the Phoenix Suns don't take. So if they take DeAndre Ayton, then the Kings should take Luka Doncic and vice versa. Now, DeAndre Fox is a world-class point guard. I think he's going to be a stud, man. I also like Buddy Howe, uh, Buddy Heald. Excuse me. I'm very good, solid role player. Uh, three and D shot thirty nine percent from the uh, three point line last year. I feel pretty good about him now. DeAndre Ayton, he is a center from Arizona. Listen, you want to talk about looks the part? This dude looked like he been in the gym for like eight months straight, and he ain't seen daylight until he could develop bigger muscles. He's huge, man. This kid is nineteen. He's turning twenty soon. Last season, Arizona his only freshman season. He averaged twenty point one points, eleven point six rebounds. One assist and a field goal percentage of 62. Not even that, y'all. He's a two-way player. He can shoot threes, pick and roll. He's good at moving his feet. I mean, they're comparing this guy to Patrick Ewing, Carl Anthony Towns, DeMarcus Cousins. Listen, whoever the Kings take, they will be just fine. But to me, I understand they got Wooly Colley Stein. Uh, Harry Giles is coming back from an injury. You know, Zach Randolph, but look, that's all cool. You got to take the best player available and deal with the rest of your problems later. We're going to keep it moving. Number three, the Atlanta Hawks, man. Um, Atlanta's going through a rebuild right now. Uh, I'm, I'm happy. I would like to congratulate the Hawks for hiring Lloyd Pierce, uh, Sixers assistant. A very hardworking dude, man. It's always inspiring when you see guys who put in the time finally get in what they uh, put in for. Now, to me... I don't know what the Hawks should do. You know, they have Dennis Schroeder. I don't know how they feel about him. They have Torian Princeton, who they really like. John Collins. John Collins is going to play power forward or center. Uh, I kind of like Jaron Jackson, all right? He's one of the youngest players in the draft. Uh, safest bets. He's, he kind of reminds me of Al Horford, all right? About 6'11", 240. Now, Al Horford's not that big. He has a 7'4 wingspan, but he's a solid shooter. He can shot 40% on three-pointers, all right? In today's NBA... You need almost every guy on the court to be able to space the floor and shoot, and this is one of the best shooting bigs in the draft. Also, very good at moving his feet. He can finish inside. He's a finesse player, but very skilled. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Uh, they're comparing him to Miles um, um, Turner. I love Miles Turner, so that's a good comp. All right, we're going to keep it moving. The Memphis Grizzlies. Now, listen, I think the Memphis Grizzlies need wings and guards. Now, listen, I understand at number four, most people want to take a Maha Bamba. Uh, the center from Texas is this huge, huge seven foot nine wingspan. I mean, he'll make Rudy, Rudy Gobert's arms look small. He's huge, guys. People are comparing him to Jermaine O'Neal, Tyson Chandler, Rudy Gobert. I like him, but for the Grizzlies, to me, they need a wing player. Now, you do not reach at number four. You take the best player available, and he is the best player available. So, I believe you're going to take him. Now, we're going to keep it moving. Number five, the Dallas Mavericks. Now. Dallas got my favorite player in the draft last year behind Markel Fultz, which is uh, Dennis Smith Jr. I compared him to Westbrook, and after one season, a lot of people agree with that comp. Now, Dallas, to me, should make two decisions, all right? Either they should get Marvin Bagley or Michael Porter Jr. Now, I want to tell you all something. Michael Porter Jr., coming out of high school, all these guys, was the number one ranked prospect before he hurt his back, all right? 
And to me, if he's healthy, if he's healthy, he is be going to be the best player in this draft. I know that's a lot. I know I just talked about Luka Donage and DeAndre Ayton. That's all cool. This kid is a stud, all right? Listen, I don't know how y'all feel about T-Mac, Tracy McGrady, but Tracy McGrady said he reminds me exactly of myself. I said, wow. All right, now not even that. I love this game. Um, He's 6'10", good ball handling, a solid shooter. Again, his stats aren't going to show anything because he played about five games in college. But I give him props for coming back and even playing in college because, honestly, I wouldn't have. Uh, honestly, I think his stock would have went higher if he didn't come back. But he made a decision to come back, and I think he'll be a good pick for Dallas. Number six, the Orlando Magic. I know a part of Orlando is feeling like crap because they watching Victor Oladipo and the Pacers and be like, why did we trade him and give up on him? Wait, we traded Victor Oladipo for Serge Ibaka and then traded Serge Ibaka for a first-round pick? I just, again, we're going to talk about this summer, some of these franchises who are just making terrible decisions. A lot of times we kill the players, but a lot of times player and fit correlate. When you have a role player or a player like Victor Oladipo, you need to know, he's not a role player, he's a star. You need to know what he does well and play to his strengths. All right, He always played fast, he needed the ball in his hands, he tried to take the ball out of his hands. They just It just didn't work, man. Almost everything Orlando does is wrong, dumb, and doesn't make sense, and... They haven't been good in a long time, man, since Dwight Howard. They haven't made the playoffs since Dwight Howard. And that's been almost eight years, and I still don't know what they're doing, y'all. So, again, we're going to keep it moving. Um, Now, to me, I think the Magic should draft Trey Burke, all right? They need a point guard bad. He is the best shooter in this draft. He got Steph Curry range. He's not Steph Curry, all right? He ain't. But he's got Steph Curry range. He's a little undersized. But, look, knowing the Magic, man, they'll probably take somebody like Marvin Bagley. Now, listen. I like Marvin Bagley, all right? I, I want that to be clear. Marvin Bagley is a 6'11", 6'11", center, um, a very good ball handling. Uh, his jump shot is inconsistent, and he's not very good on defense. That's okay. He's a great athlete. He's a hardworking kid. He will get better, all right? So if Orlando, I mean, Orlando takes him at 6, I think they'll be okay. You know, they have a ton of roster decisions to make. I'm not sure what they're going to do with their center. They just, they just every single year, Orlando, I... I'm going to talk about every team in the summer, and I'm going to give you all a 30-minute breakdown on why Orlando, Orlando Magic cannot get it right, all right? But we're going to keep it moving. <laughs> Number seven, the Chicago Bulls. Listen, the Chicago Bulls are one of my favorite young teams in the league. They have Chris Dunn, um, Bobby Portis. Um, I know I'm forgetting somebody. I'm, I'm forgetting a whole bunch of people, but I love the Bulls, all right? Before the Bulls decided to tank, they were really doing good last year. Now, listen, um... Oh, excuse me, Miles Bridges, all right, from Michigan State. He is a great two-way player. He's not Draymond Green. He can three. He can shoot threes and play defense. Very strong, all right, phenomenal athlete. He's 6'6". He has a long wingspan. It's only 6.8, but I want to tell you all this. He's a guy that I think is going to get bigger, okay? I think he's going to get one or two inches, but he's, he's, he's stocky. He's really solid. He's a great athlete, so don't worry about his size, his height. He plays hard. He's always going to play with great energy. Uh, who can I compare him to? I can't really come. Uh, probably Marvin Williams. All right, now good Marvin Williams when he was shooting forty percent from three and guarding three or four different positions. All right, that's not a bad comp for number seven. I know people kill Marvin Williams. He was a good player though. Number eight, the Cavaliers. All right, listen, y'all. I want the Cavaliers to take Trey Young. Okay, they need a point guard bad. But with my guess, they're gonna do something dumb. Now listen, Mikael Bridges from Villanova is the best three and D player in the league. All right, I, I think I think he's gonna be an amazing fit for the Sixers, but. I honestly am a little worried that somebody's going to take him, all right? So let's just put Mikael Bridges at the Cleveland Cavaliers at number eight. 
Number nine, the New York Knicks. They passed on Steph Curry. They get the closest thing to it. Trey Young, all right? Trey Young averaged 27.4 points a game, 3.9 rebounds, 8.7 assists, and he had the highlights to make you say, woo! All right? Now, listen, people are comparing him to Mike Bibby, Steph Curry, or Seth Curry. Seth Curry can play too, y'all. Don't sleep, all right? Seth Curry can play. Um, I don't think he's that explosive, but it's okay. In today's NBA, you got that jump shot, you're going to be all right. And that jump shot will translate, all right? Um, he has to work on his finishing skills. Uh, he's a phenomenal passer. But I think there's more space in the NBA and college, and they were very physical with him. They were hacking. Listen, the NCAA, hacks, all they do is foul. I do not watch college basketball other than watching NBA prospects, all right? Now, number 10 to the Sixers, all right? A lot of people got us projected to take either Mikael Bridges, but he, if he falls, I want Mikael Bridges. Let me explain why. He shot 44% from the three-point line on six and a half attempts, all right? He's one of the best athletes in the uh, draft, and he is a phenomenal defender, all right? I love Robert Covington. He's a very good 3 and D uh, player. He'd probably make first or second team all defense. We need more 3 and D help, all right? He is. If the Sixers get Mikael Bridges, man, I, I, I'm going to feel so confident in our team next season. I, I don't even know what to tell y'all. But again, they have us taken, with him being gone, they have us taken as Wendell Carter Jr., He's a solid do-it-all uh, do big man. No real weaknesses. Again, I'm okay with that because we do need Embiid insurance. I'm very happy with the season Embiid had, but um, he does have high injury risk, and you always have to be prepared to have his backup. Now, number 11, the Charlotte Hornets. Shaking my head. Kimball Walker, the only thing that I had a reason to watch the Hornets for once out. He is tired of it. He doesn't know what's going on. They got rid of Steve Clifford. You know, Nicholas Batum has been terrible. Um, he's been terrible. Man, I, I got to call a spade a spade. He's been awful. All right, now he's had an elbow injury. But, you know, again, with Nicholas Batum, if he's not being aggressive, hunting his three-point shot, trying to find open players, and he's just sagging in the corner and not being aggressive, he's useless. They paid this guy over $100 million, man. If I pay you $100 million, you better do something for my franchise, man. So, again, um, they're going to probably take Colin Sexton. Now, listen. The Hornets need a lot of things, all right? It's, it's not one thing they need. I don't... They need talent, all right? They got Dwight Howard who played good. I, I don't know, man. How long do you expect Dwight Howard to play good for, all right? So, I, I can't even waste my time on some of these teams. We're going to keep it moving, yo. I apologize. All right, we're going to finish up the lottery, and then we're going to talk about the playoffs, and I'm going to get y'all out of here. The Los Angeles Clippers, they have the 12th and the 13th pick. I believe they're going to keep both picks because why not? You know, they're in a rebuilding process. They need to get as many young, talented players as they can. They have cap space. They have things they can do. I think they're going to keep these picks. If they keep these picks, I'd like them to take Troy Brown Jr., a shooting guard from Oregon, all right? He's a defensive wing who is working on his three-point shots, inconsistent, but, man, this guy can play some defense, all right? In today's NBA, you need, to me, in today's NBA play, you need at least seven wings. I know y'all think that's a lot, but it's not, man. Anywhere between six, six, and seven feet, you need about seven wing players. Because they're going to have to switch, man. Today's NBA is like this. You can guard your position, cool. In a pinch, you might have to guard another position, and you don't have to do that good. So if you watch a team like the Boston Celtics, the Golden State Warriors, they all switch, all right? One through five, switch, switch, switch. And what do they all have that's common? athletic wing players ranging from 6'6 six, six to 7 feet that can guard 1 through 5, all right? And that's what you need in today's NBA. So, again, I expect a lot of wing players to go high in the draft just because there's a high demand and need for them. Number 13, once again, the Los Angeles Clippers. 
Robert Williams. Now, he's a sophomore, and he disappoints me, and I'm going to tell you why. Listen, he's a great um, catch-and-finish alley-oop guy, similar to DeAndre, but undersized. He he didn't improve in second year. Listen, when a freshman, a top-ten pick that's a freshman, stays in college, I have to see something, all right? Because you, you're you better than the field, okay? If you're that good and you're a top-ten pick, you better show me how you worked on your your left hand, your jump shot, you know, your footwork. You got to show me something, and I didn't see it. Now, again, with his role skill, he should still be a fine player, but I'm a little nervous about him. But uh, let's put Robert Williams at 13 going to the Clippers, all right? We're going to round it up, y'all, and we're going to keep it moving. Now, number 14, the Denver Nuggets. I like them to take Shea Gilgis Alexander, all right? A shooting guard from Kentucky, uh, his 3 and D player, Six foot six, seven foot wingspan. Wow. Okay, not much of a shooter. Can't really shoot, but um, they're comparing him to Patrick McCall, Sean Livingston, Michael Carter Williams. Now listen, let's not kill Michael Carter Williams. He won Rookie of the Year. You know he had some bad breaks, a bunch of tough injuries, but he was talented. All right, so I don't I don't kill people for that comp. And rounding out the last spot in the lottery, the Washington Wizards. All right, now listen, that is one of the most confusing franchises in the league. They got John Wall and Bradley Beal. When you got those two guys, you should be racking up 50 wins. And Otto Porter, all right? And Markeith Morris. Now, to me, they need a center upgrade or they need to do this. They need to commit to not playing a center no more, playing small, and just drafting power forwards. Now, the best guy I can fit in their team, now, he's not ready to play uh, day one, but he might have to be, Kevin Knox. He's a 6'9 power forward from Kentucky, 7-foot wingspan, a ton of offensive upside. This guy can shoot, y'all. He has a very nice form, solid frame. Listen, he's eight, he's the youngest player in the draft, but, you know, Tobias Harris, Al Harrington, Jeff Green, he kind of fits that mold. But listen, work with him. Give him a chance. He will not let y'all down. Now, listen, I'm not going to go into the whole first round. I just want to give you a little preview on the lottery. Uh, I got my man, P, that's going to come in in the summertime and do a full draft lottery breakdown, all right? Now, listen, I would love to do three or four minutes on the draft, but I cannot, man. I just can't. There's a ton of playoff games happening, and we are going to get right into them, all right? Now, do you, <laughs> we're gonna. T- what do y'all want to talk about? All right, do y'all want to talk about the Cavs, or do y'all want to talk about Houston? I want to talk about Houston, all right? The Houston Rockets lost by 15 to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, excuse me, that's my cell phone. Now, if you ask me... Should that happen? I'm going to say yes. I do not like how Houston plays. Now, if y'all remember the podcast, I was the guy who picked Minnesota to beat Houston in seven games. Now, in all actuality, I didn't think Minnesota could win, but I felt like if you put pressure on Houston, get them out of their same basic concepts offensively, you could win the game. Now, listen, Houston does a couple things. They spread the floor with four different shooters, and they won high pick and roll with James Harden. The second you help... They use that uh, guy in the corner to attack the rim, all right? But the thing is, Golden State is staying home. They're not helping off of any shooters, and they're saying, listen, Harden, you're going to have to get 50. Now, to his credit, he got 41. He played really well, but, man, I I hate watching Houston's offense, y'all. Listen, I think James Harden deserved MVP. I really do, but I cannot watch dribble, 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 dribble between the legs, hit him with the step back. I can't watch it, man. And then Chris Paul, dribble, 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 inside out, crossover, mid-range. Now, listen, that stuff worked versus Utah because Utah really couldn't score. But against Golden State, they're going to be like, okay, you want to switch Steph Curry on? He's going to have help at the rim and he's going to hold his own. And not even that, y'all. I keep telling y'all, I know James Harden is a phenomenal player. 
But, dude, if he is not at least give effort on defense, they're not going to win because they're going to attack him. So even if he's scoring offensively, let's say in game two, he has like 20 points at halftime. He's cooking. Like James Harden, Chef, cooking. I still think they're going to be losing because every time James Harden falls asleep, Klay Thompson backdoor cut. Listen, Klay Thompson shot 15 threes. He made four, right? Now, listen, Klay Thompson will shoot better. Out of the four threes he made, out of 15 threes he made, the four ones, three out of four were wide open. It wasn't a man within eight feet. This is Klay Thompson. Listen, any team that plays the Warriors and they have Klay Thompson, you have no help responsibility. You cannot help off of Klay under any circumstance. No matter what happens in life, you have to stay attached to Klay. I don't care who goes in the rim. You give up the layup. You cannot. Oh, my goodness. They just kept leaving Klay open. I'm like, yo, y'all lucky he's missing. Listen, I expect the Warriors to play better. Steph Curry, they were playing him really tight. Again, I told y'all before, I feel a little more encouraged after game one about his knee. I don't think he's 100% healthy, but I don't think he can hurt y'all. You know, I don't think he's like a liability on defense. Early in the first half, they were really trying to go at him, uh, trying to get him in foul trouble. I'm going to tell you what the Rockets did. In 2016, the Cleveland Cavaliers and Tyron Lue came up with a brilliant strategy in the later part of the series. They said, listen, we're going to put Steph Curry in pick and rolls, get him in foul trouble, and cut the head of the snake off. But the problem is that doesn't work anymore. One, that season Steph Curry was healthy and he wasn't really playing great defense. Now listen, Steph has been an inconsistent defender, but I've seen moments of Steph Curry playing phenomenal defense. All right, Now listen, you can check out my man B-Ball Breakdown on YouTube and he can show you Steph Curry switching on to James Harden. Now in the first half, James Harden was cooking. In the second half, he, listen, he's getting tired. Steph was plucking him, making passes to Iguodala for dunks. Stripping him. He was playing better defense, but half of that probably has to do with Harden being tired. Harden's a big physical guy. Curry's going to have a lot of problems with him, but I just don't feel... I feel like if Houston keeps... If they don't share the ball or run some non-Harden Chris Paul plays, they're going to get swept. Listen, I picked the Warriors in five, all right? Now, I apologize. I wasn't able to give you all my picks before the game, but I picked the Warriors in five. I just did not feel confident that the Rockets could win. Not even that... Yo, I want to explain to y'all something. The Rockets are 30th in the playoff and off the ball screens. Do y'all know who's number one? The Warriors. The Rockets are 28th in passes per game. Do y'all know who's number one? The Warriors. They play two totally different games. And they were slowing down the pace. The Rockets were trying to dribble up slow on half court and slow the game down. That's cool. Every single time they missed, the Warriors were streaking down the court for dunks and three-pointers. All right? Whatever game you want to play, the Warriors can play it. If you want to play the big game, put it in the post, they can play that. Listen, Kevin Durant was taking practice shots, all right? he As James Harden was working extra hard for all these shots and getting 40, Kevin Durant got the easiest 37, all right? He shot 15 of 27 for 37 points, and it probably looked easier than that. You cannot put P.J. Tucker on him. He's too small. You cannot put Trevor Ariza on him. He's 6'6". Six, six, he's too small. Remember, Durant's 7 foot, yo. Not 6'9", six, 7 foot. Clinton Capella, very good defender, one of my favorite role players in the league. He's too slow and small. Durant ran by him, stopped and shot in his face, all right? You want to put James Harden on him? He's going to shoot over that chair. Chris Paul, he's going to shoot over that chair. Nene, he's going to shoot over that chair. There is no defense for Kevin Durant, all right? The only thing you can do is get physical with him before he gets the ball and try to contest his shot. Honestly, instead of blocking the shot, I would try to block his vision and put my hand in his face, not to hit him, just to cover his face from seeing the shot because when he shoots the ball, he's already seven feet and he jumps in the air. That release point of that ball is almost at 12 feet, all right? 
So I don't, I don't listen. Durant, you're gonna have to play more physical, but you're going to let that one go. But them Clay Thompson threes, they got to be guarded better. Chris Paul has to get more engaged in the second half. I felt like he uh, he started grabbing his knee early in the third quarter, with about eight minutes left, and um, he wasn't the same player. Uh, Chris Paul has had a ton of injuries. We're gonna talk about his offseason later, but again, the Rockets and Warriors play tonight at nine o'clock, and I expect the Warriors to win again. Listen. I want the Rockets to win. I want this to be a series. But all series, all season, matter of fact, people have been talking about, man, the Rockets have got the best team in the league, Jay. Hey, James Harden's the MVP. I'm like, listen, both of those are facts, but the Warriors did not go all out. After the Warriors lost the finals in 2016, they made a team decision that they are never going to win regular season awards, all right? They're never going to try to have the best record, is what I should say. But instead, they're going to turn it up in the playoffs. I want y'all to ask yourselves a question. How many games did the Golden State Warriors lose in last year's playoffs? One. They lost one game, and the game they lost to the Cavaliers, they had to break an NBA Finals record for three-pointers in a game. And they was getting every single call. Listen, I give credit where it's due. Cleveland won that game. But, dude, you you almost you got to play perfect to play the Warriors. They have five All-Stars, okay? Five. Now, I want y'all thinking, five All-Stars? They don't got, listen, they got four of the top 20 players in the league and five all-stars. We're going to go through it. Steph Curry, superstar and an all-star. Klay Thompson, all-star, all right? Kevin Durant, superstar, all-star. Draymond Green, defensive superstar, all-star. Now, y'all wondering, who's the fifth guy? Who's the fifth guy? Andre Iguodala. Listen, all season, <laughs> the Warriors have had Andre Iguodala in bubble wrap. They listen, like, listen, dude. You don't got to do nothing until, yeah, March you start playing. And he's been chilling. People talking about, oh, did Iguodala lose his athleticism? Did he fall off? Did he sign a bad contract? And as soon as the playoffs came, guess who came to play? Draymond Green's been phenomenal, number one. I had to make sure I point that out. And Andre Iguodala. Not even that. Again, this is the Know Your Role Player podcast. Let me give a, po- let me give a role player some love. Nick Young hit four threes. Listen. If Nick Young can do anything, he can get a shot at any time off, and it ain't going to take him long. They were running plays for Nick Young. Steve Kerr is a guy I have a lot of respect for, and he was just honest. He was like, listen, we're ready. A lot of times, Steve is the voice of reason for the Warriors to try to keep him humble, uh, remain grounded, but they're tired of Houston, man. All season, all people have been talking about the Rockets, the Rockets, the Rockets, the Rockets. And I kept saying, I believe the Warriors are the best team in the league. Now, with that being said, this series is not over. The Rockets can win game two and make this a series. I want them to, y'all. I just do not believe it's going to happen, all right? Now, let's talk about what they can do in game two to adjust. Let's give some role players some love. Clinton Capella. The Rockets want an amazing screen and roll, okay? And when I say that, they have uh, James Harden at the top of the key with Capella. They have four shooters, and Capella dives fast to the rim, and he catches that and puts it in, Okay. Now, if Clinton Capella does not have 15 points and 15 rebounds, they're going to lose, all right? Y'all want to know what the matchup of the watch is? Draymond Green versus Clinton Capella, okay? That's the matchup to watch. Now, let me give y'all a role-player matchup to watch. Trevor Ariza, three-pointers made versus Andre Iguodala. Now, Iguodala and Draymond Green are the only two people you can sag off of, all right? You cannot sag off of any of the big three in Durant. It's not even the big three, all right? But you can't sag off of Durant, Klay Thompson, or Steph Curry. Iguodala, you can sag off of, but he's a smart player. If his shot's not going, he's going to move the ball. He's going to cut. He's going to try to attack the rim or find cutters, all right? And Draymond Green is playing with crazy energy. The first play of the game, Draymond Green elbows James Harden and pushes him. 
Let me tell y'all something. That was intentional, all right? They wanted to set the tone early on saying, listen, we're coming to your house. Y'all were so pressed about them 63 wins and that home court advantage, and we're going to win again. Now, I want to keep saying this. I want the Rockets to win game two, but if I had to bet and I do not bet anymore, I am going to bet that the Golden State wins again by 10 points, man. All right, now let me give the Rockets a chance. I talked to you about Clinton Capella. Eric Gordon is going to wind up winning sixth man of the year, all right? Averaging 19 points, 39% shooting from the three-point land. A very strong, solid, low-gravity player. Uh, can drive to the rim, can create his own shot. He was almost phased out. You know, in the first half, he he, when you play this one-on-one basketball and don't let your role players get off, he just stood there. And again, Shaq, I want to give Shaq some love. Shaq said at halftime on TNT, all their role players are just standing there watching. It's one on five. Listen, as a defender, the Warriors are supposed to guard man and ball. They're just guarding the ball. They're just watching the ball. They're not worried about their man because their man's not moving. They're all watching James Harden and Chris Paul do pick and rolls. So I don't know, y'all. I want to give another role player some love on the Warriors. His name is Kevin Looney. Now, once uh, Draymond got in foul trouble and Iguodala got in foul trouble, Steve Kerr gave him the hook quick and he put in Kevin Looney. Early on, James Harden was scoring at Will versus Looney, but Looney got smarter. Um, he's a physical guy. He moves his feet very well for 6'10", and he started blocking uh, Harden's shots. He started disrupting his drives to the rim. It really made it hard for him. So I want to give Kevin Looney some uh, love. David West probably won't play in this series. I would like to see Jordan Bell play. He is a phenomenal athlete. This series is Jordan Bell written all over it. Um, once they stopped starting Zaza Pacholi and started the death lineup with a Hamptons 5 with Curry, Thompson, Iguodala, Durant, and Draymond, it, it just made it impossible. So, again, I'm going to pick the Warriors in five, and I'm going to pick the Warriors tonight. But if the Rockets don't win tonight, I don't think they're going to win in Oracle because I think Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are going to come play better at home. So the Rockets, this is a must win because if they lose tonight and go to Oracle 0-2, man, they might be in the finals early. All right, so let's switch over to the Eastern Conference, all right? Now, the Cleveland Cavaliers are in a 0-2 hole to the Boston Celtics. Let me give you all game one recap real quick. In game one... There's no other way to put it that LeBron had a bad game. He had 15 points of 5 of 16 shooting, 7 turnovers, 1 from 6 from the 3-point line. Listen, the numbers are as bad as he was, all right? Now, I'm a little worried about LeBron because his 3-point shot has been 29% in the uh, playoffs. Regular season, it was 38%. That is a huge drop-off, all right? He has to get that 3-point shot going. But listen, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the show called Detail with Kobe Bryant, but Kobe Bryant said it best. Versus the Boston Celtics, the only way the Cavaliers are going to win is if LeBron gets within eight feet of the rim, post up and get these guys in foul trouble. If not, get easy layups at the rim. And again, LeBron has worked so hard on his jump shot, I can't kill him for trying to you know, keep trusting his jump shot and attack the rim. But at the same time, it's like, dude, what makes LeBron great is that at any time he can go to the rim, Draw fouls and just wreck havoc. All right, get everybody in foul trouble, hold everybody accountable. I just, I don't feel, I feel like LeBron is the best player in the series versus Celtics, but he is not on the best team. The Celtics from 1 to 11 are a better team than the Cavaliers, all right? Now, again, um, I don't want to get too much into game one because honestly, I just felt like the Cavs didn't come to play. Boston played with more energy at home. The Cavs never got into the game. And like I said, if LeBron has 15 points, it's over. All right? Now, I want to talk about game two, which happened last night. All right? 
8.30 happened right after the pod, uh, excuse me, uh, after the lottery. The Boston Celtics won 107-94. to Now, this game will worry me more as a Cavaliers fan because LeBron went off. He had 21 points in the first quarter. He was 4 of 5 from the three-point line. He was hitting some reckless shots, all right? Now, he finished with 42 points on 16 and 29 shooting, 5 of 11 from the three-point line, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. Kevin Love, um, 22 points, 15 rebounds, 2 of 6 from the three-pointers, 9 of 18. They played well. You know who the next best scorer was behind Kevin Love? It was Kyle Korver who had 11 points by halftime. Rodney Hood had two points, didn't do nothing. J.R. Smith gave us a smooth Krispy Kreme donut, didn't score. George Hill had three. Listen, this is what this game came down to. The Boston Celtics backcourt had 41 points. The Cleveland Cavaliers had three. All right, George Hill scored three. J.R. Smith scored nothing. Listen, this series ain't going to last too much longer unless somebody else steps it up. And if I'm LeBron, I'm like, yo, do I really want to beat the Celtics and play Golden State? And listen, LeBron would never throw away a game or tank a game. But, yo, if he loses to Golden State and gets killed again, they are going to roast LeBron. And I know he doesn't care about that. But, like, man, it, it's just frustrating for me with having a guy that's great on his. This is the worst Cavalier team offensively ever. They have nobody, man. Even before with the team he played in 04 to the finals, they were a very good defensive team that I lost to the Spurs and got swept. Excuse me, 07 that is. But I just have no faith in this team, man. Again, with that being said, I thought Kevin Love played very good. Um, I felt like if LeBron, when he did drive in game two, he had the lanes. Now, Boston is 1-4 and four on the road. They are not the same team on the road. I expect the Cavaliers to win the next two home games and tie it 2-2, okay? LeBron's going to play better at home. He's going to be more aggressive going to the rim. I think Ty Lue said they got to be more physical. You know, I was encouraged with some stuff, but again, somebody has to shoot and make some buckets. It can't just be LeBron and Kevin Love and Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver cannot be your third best player. No. Kyle Korver is a spot-up shooter and a role player, all right? Now, I'm going to tell you all the truth. I picked the Cavaliers in six. I'm a little worried about that, but I still I still believe the Cavs can win the series. But Boston's a better team, okay? Let's give Boston role players some love. Marcus Smart. Listen. Marcus Smart is a career 31% three-point shooter. He's average at going to the rim, but he's a big body, and he always finds the ball. Every loose ball, he was there. Every every time somebody needed a random bucket, he was there. He just he makes timely plays, man. And again, he's playing for a contract, so Marcus, you about to get paid this summer, good brother. You know, your hard work is not in vain. Let me talk about another guy. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Guys, excuse me. Now, with Tatum, Tatum kind of reminds me of Carmelo in a triple threat, can shoot, post up, a little more skinnier. Uh, but Carmelo, listen, early Carmelo in Denver was very good athlete. Amazing first step, very good at posting up. Jalen Brown plays with more power than Tatum, all right? Now, Brown is strong going to the rim, but he shot 40% from the three-point line in the playoffs. I just feel like those two guys are going to consistently attack LeBron and Marcus Morris, excuse me. Marcus Morris, 18 points again, man. Uh, the game won 20 points. Listen, Marcus Morris plays very tough defense. He's not afraid of LeBron. He'll go at him. Not, not even go at him. He'll compete, you know. He, he may, he, he's not going to just give in and give up layups. But listen, this game came down to a couple things. Even though LeBron was hot and had 21 points in the first quarter, I didn't like the points. He wasn't posting up. He wasn't driving to the rim. When LeBron gets your centers and forwards in foul trouble, then he dictates the series. If he shoots jump shots, he might make them in the first half. He didn't make them in the second half. 
LeBron can shoot, but he's not a jump shooter. He is a complete player. He needs to go to the rim, attack, attack, attack. Again, I picked the Cavs in six, but um, I'm a little nervous about that. But I think LeBron's going to play better at home. Celtics don't play the same on the road. All right, now listen, I'm not going to keep you all too much longer. Um, this offseason, we have a ton to talk about. There's a ton of free agents. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Chris Paul, uh, Wilson, not Wilson Chandler, um, Will Barton, a ton of guys, J.J. Redick. We're going to get into a whole summer breakdown of podcast. Uh, oh, let me listen. We're going to put it like this for the Cavaliers and the uh, Celtics wrapping it up. If the role players from the Cavaliers do not show up, listen, J.R. Smith, give me 12 points. Give me three threes. All right. George Hill, give me 16 points. Give me something, man. If they show up, they can win this series. But if they don't, it's over. All right. But I'm not going to keep you all too much longer. Again, this is the Know Your Role Player podcast. I'm your host, J.A.B., though. Um, I'm on Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. That's what this app is provided me by to do my podcast. I do plan on getting microphones, video, all of that. The more support y'all show me, the more I put into this podcast. It's a hobby right now, but listen, I have big dreams and aspirations for this podcast, and I'm hoping that it can be a career, you know, not my number one career, but I'm hoping it can be a profit, you know. I I, I like doing it for free, but it's going to at some point take some time out of my uh, life, and I can't let it affect me as for school or work, and I won't. But I do want it to help. Listen, I have an idea. I was thinking about this season. I was going to travel to a few cities, do some remote podcasts, maybe on Instagram Live or Facebook Live or something. Um, I'm not on Facebook, but I'm thinking about making an account. Uh, Real quick, I do want to make a Know Your Role Player podcast Instagram. Now, it is not available yet, but the thing I noticed between my my page and this page are two different things, okay? I'm doing a lot of things. I got a lot of dreams. And this podcast will be consistent. Now, I'm going to run my my own page plus the uh, podcast page. But I did want to, you know, make my own page for the show because I notice a lot of times when people are promoting something, they give it its own page. You don't just want to be all them coming to you. You know, you want them to go to a specific place and get what they're looking for. But again, we're going to see the Rockets play the Warriors at 9 o'clock and Cleveland plays Boston at Saturday at 8.30. Now, the next podcast will not be Friday Mm, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. The next podcast will be Monday. I'm going to try my best to get my man E on. Again, I hear y'all. Y'all message me. Y'all got great chemistry. I know I do not like... I like doing this podcast alone because it holds me more accountable. But I think me and E has great chemistry. He's a young man. Extremely smart, man. I I, I really want to get y'all to get a chance to know him personally this summer. You know, we're going to do like a little interview, make it real fun. But again, I'm not going to hold y'all. This is the Know Your Role Player podcast. You can find me on Anchor, Stitcher, uh, FM Radio, <laughs> not FM Radio, excuse me, Apple Podcasts. Listen, I am extremely close to being on Spotify. If I can get on Spotify, this thing can take off. But again, if you like this podcast, share it. You know, give me a, a rating, five-star rating, please, on Apple Podcasts. Show me some love, a comment, all of it I needed, man. The, the energy that I put into this podcast, I need back from y'all to keep going. I'm going to be very consistent. I promise y'all a minimum of one podcast a week. Um, again, I plan on doing the next podcast on Monday. I'm going to try to get E on that podcast. If I can't, I'm going to have a guest on before the end of the month, all right? Let me get my shout-outs real quick because this is my show. I want to shout-out to my man, Tone Two Step, not Two Step Tone. Tone Chase, uh, he's got a podcast called Tech Building. It's about uh, I heard a gaming episode on there recently, but it has a lot to do with the NFL. 
you know, music, you know, a lot are just regular, it's a regular conversation. Me and Tony's been talking about doing a podcast for about three months and we finally follow through and do it. And uh, we're going to hold each other accountable. I'm going to always make sure he posts. He's going to make sure I post. And we, we're not taking this lightly, man. This is really like, with so many podcasts today, it's becoming so big, you know. And with me, a podcast is something you can listen to while you're doing cardio, on your way home. You know, and again, you don't have to worry. You can listen to this podcast with kids. There is 100% no cursing on here. You know, I'm a man of faith. I do not curse. And I want kids to be able to hear a conversation. So even if I have guests, they won't be cursing either. So you don't got to worry about that. Again, this is the Know Your Role Player podcast. I thank y'all all and y'all have a good day.